day to you, Colorado. Logo. Okay. Good day to you, Colorado. Good evening, Europe. What the hell are you still doing up this late Australia and China? Welcome to the Serbian Corner. It is a show in which two Serbians talk about the Nuggets for an extensive period of time every week. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. My name is Miroslav Tjuk. I've spent the last week freezing in Belgium. If you want to visit Brussels or, I don't know, Bruges or Hent, please, for the love of God, do it in August, not in December. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my engineer brother, and I'm not talking about my actual brother, who is also an engineer. It is a figure <laughs> of speech, speech people. Voya Medic is calling again from the sunny Nebraska, I'm guessing. What up, Voya? <laughs> How's it going, Miroslav? Yeah, we get vote gets a gets a straight bullet again. Uh, it's good in Nebraska. It's a little sunny. It's still cold, but it'll be it'll be good. I, was, I had to take off the little frost off my car this morning, so all all fun and all fun. Uh, okay, you just remember to turn on the engine and the heating before you start scrapping because I've seen some people not doing that, and that's not a that's not a good idea. This is yep. the episode number 37 of the Serbian Corner with recently established segments whose names will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado, and that will be me, views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some nuggets and general NBA trivia games and much, much more. Now, before we get to our usual seg segments, I have an announcement to make. I believe Jamal Murray is back back. His highs are already super high. His lows are still there. But let me tell you, in his last 10 games, he is recording over, over 23 points, 6.7 assists, and almost 4.5 rebounds per 36 minutes on 45, 36.5, 82 shooting splits. Only the shooting numbers were slightly higher in 2020-2021 season, which was his last healthy season before this one. But his counting numbers are all higher than before, especially the assists. The inconsistency is still there, but that's not surprising for the most consist consistently inconsistent player of the Malone-Jokic era. Yes, he frustrates us at times, but when you average it all out, then his numbers are always very similar. My hope for this season is not to get the old Jamal back. I want new and improved version of him because... I know he has that dog in him. How do you feel about Jamal's games recently? Uh, it's it's great. Uh, it's I don't know if his back back. That's a good one. Uh, also the good like tongue twister within uh, inc uh, consistently consistent reminds me of the Seven Seal uh, sentence about love that it's perfect and it's perfect imperfections. Yep. Uh, the the Jamal Murray stuff. I mean, I didn't I didn't realize it was that that high of on high on points. And as far as the percentages. We kind of know that after the ACLs, it takes a bit of time to get to get to back, get back to percentages. The numbers are there, and I was thinking I was rewatching the Utah game this morning on a you know one of those condensed on NBA League Pass. Um, I we, we haven't seen like in the last couple of years since he got hurt. Like we haven't seen a player as again like if Mike Porter like the last season especially he wasn't playing. We haven't seen two guys score thirty in the same game. Like we've had us twice, I think, this year. Um, maybe there was a one, there was one maybe with Gordon scoring, but I don't know if he scored. I think one time this year was his career high was a thirty, right? 
uh, which is like incredible for that consistent consistent of a player that he hasn't scored a 30, 30 piece uh, before. So that's I mean that just shows you what the level what you know how high the floor is for Jamal that he can just he's not I mean maybe he's back back but like he's not as back as he could be and he score he can score a thirty piece uh, and he's averaging twenty three and a half that's that's really cool and it's especially like yesterday seeing him operating that mid range like getting his shots that he's confident in shooting he has a lot of those like footwork style like off balance but really in balance shots. Because he knows how to do it, and then especially, and then of course the Portland game was just uh, you know coming back from Dallas, basically having you know seven quarters of basketball of subpar basketball, and then fourth he's like I'm not taking this, you know I have to like I have to get you know I have to get back to it, and so fourth quarter in Portland was just incredible compared to like seven previous quarters, so that was really fun to see. So I hope I hope I hope he's back back at least to get you know to get to that. You know, 18 a game all the time. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be 25. But for now, at least, like, if he doesn't fall under 18, I'll be happy. One thing outside of his, you know, averages that he's showing right now, one thing that really gives me a lot of confidence is the way he is now playing, which seems much more reckless than what it used to be 10 games ago. He, you know, seemed to be a bit afraid to get into some uh, scary contacts and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not easy for my stomach to watch him run into three guys. It's, It's really hard for me. But I know this is him and this is what he needs to be. So this is why we love him. This is why he is such a great player. That's one of the treats of, of his uh, uh, playing skills. So, uh, yes, this this is this is what shows me that he is almost or, or maybe completely out of his head about uh, it's, it's just about the, the the playing condition right now and i yeah. think this yeah. this stretch of like six weeks playing mostly at home should should really help him uh, get his uh, feet under him and 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 be even better in the in the coming months yeah you're right we've seen him you know, when you said about him you know going into players and and being more confident you know basically reckless as you say not in a bad way in a good way uh, we've seen again. We've seen. We talked about that OKC game when he kind of pulled it, you know, pulled it out for the Nuggets. But that was basically that was just like um, you know one one spike, and then he would come back to you know down to earth of like you know I, I'm a little cautious, and then would have a moment of flashes of of good, and then back. this is like he's starting. Hopefully, you know, this whole game and then the Portland game, it seems like maybe he's breaking through, and then we'll see against Washington. Uh, but, you know. Again, talking about the consistency of not not like overthinking those those moves. Just like, hey, I'm gonna do this. This is my, you know, I'm there, and and that's what we, that's what we want to see. Not to so so it's not a situation of like, oh, I have to, and it gets to like back against the wall. So he has to do these things, but like he can do these things all the time, and that that's really you know that's really cool. Uh, that's a good question. We have a question. Would you rather see Okich win a championship? This year or another MVP. I mean, it's the championship always. <laughs> Zero doubt. I'm I'm so gonna enjoy him actually being an MVP that doesn't get it. It it will be just a yeah. sweet victory for me. But on the other hand, I don't care about that at all. He can average yeah. for for as far as I I am concerned, like twelve, eight, and five for the rest of the season. Let's just yes. get that first Larry O'Brien exactly in the exactly. in Denver. I don't I don't mind if fine. I don't mind if everyone says he's getting carried by Jamal Murray. Like, it, let's just win it. Yeah, let's the, just win the title. I kind of think 
the NBA is smarter now. I don't know who 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 gives the the finals MVP trophy. I, I have to check that because you know we had those uh, Iguodala and Tony Parker finals MVPs that didn't make any sense uh, in the last 10, 10 years or so. So I it's kind of media. think we're still people media. Were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I, I believe that media the, is that was twenty nineteen Kawhi. Kawhi got that MVP, and who Hubie Brown was the only one that voted for Fred Van Fleet. That was the <laughs> that was what you to be honest. There was a lot of argument there, but yeah, that's it's to me it's the, it's kind of similar to MVP voting, just not as yeah. broad. I think. Yeah, I, I I believe the media is is much smarter than it used to be, but we'll see. We'll see. Let's let's have this this uh, unpleasant discussion of whether Jamal or or Nicola should, should yeah, get the MVP. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm fine, about I, yeah, that would be a great that debate. Kind of... Like, who's, who's the finals MVP? <laughs> okay, let's start with our segments. The first segment, as always, Mile High Positivity. It is a segment about what we were the most high or optimistic about last week. Sometimes it is a full game or an individual performance or whatever we found uh, uh, very exciting for us. So, let's start with Christian Brown. I know it looks like a hipster pick to start the show with Brown after I started with Vlatko last week, but I can't help it. We were among many who cried Christian needs to play, but still, after seeing him back in action, I feel he is even exceeding the expectations of us believers. Voya, you even went as far to say that Christian Brown can become a defensive playmaker for this team, even before all the veteran defenders Calvin Booth brought this summer. Brown was good against Dallas, but I think he was great versus Portland when he recorded three offensive rebounds and some big buckets. I didn't see anything bad in his game versus Utah as well. So these are the three games he actually got the chance to play in. He is not generating steals or blocks, but we well know how hard is it to quantify defense using the box score numbers. He was hounding his guys, but also making razor-sharp rotations on defense. It warmed my heart, really. So 20 minutes per game looks like a given right now. I hope it stays that like that, you know, for, for a prolonged period of time. Do you have any updated thoughts on, on, on Christian? Uh not nothing like too flashy. There's a few few notes. Uh, so basically, I agree. Like the, you kind of you kind of see the uh, Hawks and Pelicans were kind of uh, games that we didn't really have a chance to play. And we see you know Hawks were that was just a weird 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 game to lose. And then Pelicans are just on a roll. Uh, as far as Brown, so there's this point the point of. Uh, not emphasis, just like a data point that I think when he plays more than 20 minutes, they're seven and oh. When Christian Brown's played more than 20, 20 minutes and he played 25 yesterday, so I think there were six and se- seven and one when he plays over 20 and like five and zero when they're he plays over 24 or something like that. Okay, so maybe that's that was, maybe that great. Long. Okay, <laughs> um, maybe that was the maybe the Dallas game that he that he, maybe he played and they lost like barely. But the point is like they kind of yeah, the, the point of my like saying play, defensive playmaker is kind of what it showed in in the Portland game. You said like Dallas game was also good, but um, the Portland game was really really well done, and especially you could see the shifts in some of the moments in the second unit that when they were coming back on that. Um, uh, that, that deficit of 10 points 
where you have like a little, it's just little things with him. Is that's the point with we're not saying okay, you should start and he's just like a all defensive player, like just a little like okay, offensive rebound or like comes in and just slaps the ball away off of a defender off, off of the um, let's say Portland guy, and even if we don't get the offensive rebound, at least they have to work to get the defensive rebound and they can't really push the transition after that like hustle that he makes. And then he had a few really like tough layups. Then he had an offensive rebound in the second half, that fourth quarter put back. And then he stayed on for, for a bit with bones on the, uh, you know, with the, with the half starters until the full starting unit came back and closed that game out against Portland. So there is a lot of optimism there to see like why he's playing and the, the reason why he's playing, and then we've we've hyped up Vladko, and we did, you know, as a, as a power forward in my eyes. Like I, I, I would want him if he plays play on that position. And they tried Vladko in the last few games before Utah uh, to put him in this first, you know, first half. He would come in, but he would come in with DeAndre Jordan with Jeff Green, and that just didn't didn't work. Like Vladko isn't a three. Like he, you know, yes, he guarded SGA, but not that doesn't mean he should be out there like playing a small forward. So. Um, that's why Christian Brown comes in, and then it's a little bit of a different story. So I think that's that's what happened yesterday. I have to say, like, oh yes, we hype him yesterday. He did have some rough moments. He bought, you know, he he he's enthusiastic. Like again, is a wants to be a defensive playmaker, I believe. So yeah, he, he he bid on a lot of pump fakes. Uh, some closeouts are a little iffy at some points. Like not not like terrible, but they were especially against Utah. It's like five out, and they're all swinging the ball. You have to be really disciplined in those situations, and then just on the switch right now, Kelly Linick just destroyed him uh, a few times. Like it was kind of like obvious. It was like the white on white crime. Uh, you know, <laughs> Kelly Linick just like plowed through him. And again, it's it's a it's a switch. Kelly Linick is bigger, but that's like the next step for him too to like kind of keep keep it together if ends up being a switch on a bigger guy. So um, those are like the you know just the notes. But otherwise, like I, I really like that. He's getting more confident. He tried to really dunk over two guys yesterday. If he lost the ball, it got blocked, but it was Kessler that was there. But it was still he still tried. So it was really impressive that he even I really that. like the fact that he's trying hard to to dunk to get all the way to the cup because we need him to do that. It's it's just the the experience that will help him, you know, get swatted a little less than he is right now. But I'm I'm glad he's he's fearless, and that's that's a really big, big part of his uh, of his uh, future offensive yeah. contribution yeah. on the team for sure. I have to hop on on one thing that you said about Vladko about him playing with uh, DJ and and Jeff, and you remember I I said that's an idea that Michael Malone will like to do last week, and yeah, I think, uh, I think the thing is. I know Michael Malone listens to this show, and I appreciate that. But on the other hand, Michael, listen to the end of the segment. I also said that's not a good idea. Yeah, Please. I think we both agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please put another guard well, in that Vladko yeah, lineup because it just puts Vladko in a bad position. Like, and then you see him like trending on Twitter, and people are complaining about him having minutes and like, you know, get him out of there, that kind of stuff. It's just it's he's out of like it's out of position. It's not what he should be playing. And I see uh, some comments that uh, thought about uh, Malone, uh, thoughts about Malone and rotations and stuff. I want to, I want to say just watched last week's episode because we've, we've had a really big segment about that and uh, like a really negative 
in like a critical uh, critical way. We talked about Malone and, and some of his decisions. So I don't, I would want to just repeat after every week. That still stands partially. So check check that last episode out for for more details. And so right right now, so far, I guess he he implemented Brown, which we we talked about. That was good. Jeff Green is back. We kind of expected Wildcat to be out when Jeff Green is back. We kind of laughed about it. And still Jordan is playing, which is still I don't like. But, again, at this point, it's kind of like we're going to have to throw our hands up and just – it is what it is. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to just talk every week about why are we playing DeAndre Jordan, especially when, you know, if they're winning and he's not like – you know, I still maintain that he's getting blown out by all these other centers. But, you know, again, I don't want to just repeat every week the same thing. I like DeAndre Jordan as as a, as a guy. I mean, you know, I mean, from the outside, I have no idea what kind of person he is. But I like his influence on the team, on the locker room. But yes, I agree. In most of the games, it's not super smart to to yeah. use him as a as a backup five. I mean, but... Drew Eubanks was like flying out there. I was saying he's just like a like an all star, you know, center. Uh, to be fair, did he did he uh, did also posterize Rudy Gobert yesterday? So maybe that wasn't like all on Jordan. <laughs> Uh, maybe Eubanks is just playing well, you know, in the in the last uh, few games. But yeah, that was my point. Just like try matchups and stuff, and and, and see where we go. So that's yes. uh, yeah. But again, like we're you know we're, we're we'll see. Uh, I have a question. You know, is Malone getting better or worse? Again, jury's still out. We're, we'll see. Like he's he's Malone right now. Like I would say, he's what we kind of expected him to be, and what we. Th- what it what has always been right now? Yes, maybe if if I want to to look at the at the glass half empty, I will say that Malone is what he is, and he's not improving a lot. But but I might be wrong. I mean, he might blow us completely uh, in the. Well, see, I mean, he did. Yeah, last player. year he did implement Bones. He's still trusting him, even though Bones is not playing well with with some of the defensive possessions. But he's still out there, and he's trusting him with. Jamal on the floor and he's getting the you know the the bones is getting uh getting ball in his hands with Jamal on the court that kind of stuff that I wasn't expecting to happen like that kind of trust in bones is is really cool especially after benching him and and you know probably bones wasn't happy and he shouldn't be happy about it uh no 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 player should be content with being benched like that's kind of like a that's your signal to do better to, you know to be better so uh, that, that's you know that's that's basically my my thoughts right now. We'll, we'll we'll get back on that eventually when we get through this like home period to see what happens. Um, that, yeah, that, any, any closing thoughts on Brown? Uh, outside of what we already said, that, that's it. He's just so, showing so much uh, skill on defense and and for me enough promise on offense to you know because the problem is. You can you can have Shaq Harrison who is a great defender, but he's a zero on offense, and that's that's a problem too. So I need to to see this this promise from from Christian Brown, and I saw it. So I'm yeah. I'm really content for him, uh, with him playing, playing more in the future. Okay, last thing for the positivity this week, Nuggets started winning again, which is I guess a good thing. Nothing spectacular. Some great individual performances, yes. But how important was for them to win these last two games, even with a lackadaisical defensive effort? I this is this yeah this was one of you know my my main like positivity of the week. Just any any week of this season basically is they're still sixteen and ten. It's still maybe like less than I expected, just because I thought maybe Jamal like I was optimistic of Jamal's return physically, but this is like better than than probably even they thought, especially like how. 
the approach was there is a there is like a mission every if you hear these Jokic comments there is a mission and direction to what they want to accomplish and how they want to implement this this team again i have i have irritations about defense because i really love intensity and and defensive intensity especially so like just as my natural ba- basketball viewing uh you know subjectivity i i really hate it sometimes to see but i under- but objectively i understand what's going on so the fact that they're winning, and this is I wrote about the Portland uh, win was like this is the old, the the old Nuggets we were used to. Like the team shouldn't have been in the game. It's a Utah with like even the Utah that we like didn't we were doubting. Even that team had like four or five players out, and they still were on a, on a few possessions. But but compared to like other, especially last year and some of the games this year, this looked like more in control than. Uh, maybe people like realize, like especially if you watch the game again, you were like, this wasn't ever in doubt. Like even when they were down by one in the fourth, like it's this bones, you know, bones shoots from the corner. I was I, like yesterday watching, I was trusting that shot. Uh, Jokic coming down the, you know, coming down at the end, and even he is not as clutch, like quote unquote clutch as previous years. Like there is some misses still in the at the rim, which again they're not misses at the rim. They're like misses over defenders, and it's a tough shot, but. He was making those at like 60, 70% before. Now he's making it 55 or whatever. Uh, so it's still good. But again, it's it's what kind of what we what we used to. There's no there's wins. I don't know if there's like you know, you can say like, oh, there's good wins based based on some of the opponents you have. Like Warriors had a good win against Celtics yesterday. But what is that good win gonna do if they're still under five hundred in, in like twenty games and they're still toiling away? It's kind of what I'm saying with the Nuggets. Like what is the, what does it matter if we win by one possession against Portland and Utah, uh, and and we're complaining if we win ten more like in the in the last like in the next fifteen? So I just my positive is they're winning and they don't seem to be phased by any of these like perceived uh, inconsistencies or like deficiencies on this team. Like so that's that's why I kind of like the you know that's the NBA game like it's the marathon and and we've heard Devon Reed yesterday and. Um, with the, talking with the guys, he's basically saying it's very, it's too early. It's basically the All Star break when people find out like who they are as a team. So uh, right now, is, the important thing is they're winning, and and you know, seems like they're having fun. Also, one thing it's important to 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 acknowledge. I'm not a Malone hater. I will always say when I see something I like. One one thing oh, Denver yeah. Nuggets, one, one thing Denver Nuggets bench really lacks is is uh, more uh, good rebounders outside of outside of dj if, if dj doesn't have his night the the bench is really bad on on rebounds but on the other side i get why malone plays aaron gordon like copying the minutes of nikola Jokic so much it's because he's such a perfect uh, running so mate ne- next to Jokic. for instance at that portland game there was this one late Jokic miss that that Gordon just yep. took and 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 dunked it, and that, yeah. it's it's really important to to get those things when you have five guys on the court that that are starting to breed together as one. This is this is when you start to get winning those games you would lose for last last season for sure. So yeah, I agree. I agree. These are the old Nuggets. They're starting to look more scrappy, and we all. We already spoke. Brandon Boat speaks about it a lot. How good Nuggets' defense in four quarters is comparing to their defense yeah. in first three quarters, and that's that's a fact. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I guess that's our Nuggets. As, yeah. as you as you said, after the the All Star break, they might start playing one more quarter on defense, which could Maybe, be yeah. good. And hopefully. and hopefully, hopefully they can extend to even more of of defensive quarters for the playoffs. Knock on yep. wood. Yeah, okay. I see like people say uh, I see some comments about Aaron Gordon as well. Uh, kind of echoing what you said, uh, you know, glue guy and really good. Uh, I agree. Like it was, you watch again, watch the replay yesterday. Like some of his, he's basically the that like exhaust like pressure valve uh, for Jokic when he gets doubled and and he he reads so well and especially he's so athletic. Then if he gets a little bit of space on the cut, that's usually a dunk and people can't. Like that was a little bit of a difference when you know when Millsap was there, he was still doing a lot of those reads and Millsap was you know a good finisher. But once he got older. Those backdoor cuts weren't as as efficiently used as are now because Gordon is just so 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 much more athletic and finishing around the rim. Uh, so that's a really that's again that's why those two should play together all the time and it's pretty pretty fun to watch honestly. Okay, it is time for our first break. As you've heard, we are presented as always by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, 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 sportsbook. So, so Voya will now now take take the helm. All right, this time of year, so everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. It's Festivus time. It's Yokemus time. It's Orthodox Christmas time soon. Uh, but what about all the basketball? So when I throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So new customers can bet. Just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So you want to bet $5 on the Nuggets to win on a money line and then you get $150 in free bets if you do that. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings, same game parlay. So those are you you pair up a bunch of different bets uh, in, in the same game uh, line. We call those like cup, you know, couples in Serbia, I guess, uh, when you played multiple players or multiple games. Uh, basically, this I've, again, I've uninstalled, uninstalled this app. I can't bet in Nebraska uh, because it's still legal here. Although I see Maryland now, sports fans, so listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. So Maryland is live waiting for Nebraska to happen. So but I installed the app, I can still have it. And it's, you know, it's one of the better software interface apps that i've seen you know which makes sense you want to you want to be convenient when you're uh picking all these all these things and oh we have an upcoming game against washington of course we're a few days away so all the all the money lines all the all the odds are not yet available for us but we kind of always talk about like what we kind of think uh some of the bets can can be placed right now we're thinking maybe Jokic plus because he's playing against Porzingis. like he you know sometimes they show out both of them show out against each other. Uh, so I would say maybe both of those look at the points on both, especially Porzingis is averaging a lot this year. Um, and we have Jamal because, you know, there's not Jamal really plus many points th- for sure. Yeah, yeah, Jamal, there's not really many defensive uh, defensive players on, on the on the Wizards right now that might stop him uh, I if unless they put Denny Avdi on him. But I still think Jamal can can take him. And we've, we've seen him, like, you know, play in the mid-range and that can stack up a bunch of points. And then, again, Kuzma, Kuzma-Gordon matchup. You want to you choose some of those uh, some of those guys, maybe plus on Kuzma as well. Gordon and plus. Gordon, Gordon plus, plus on, on rebounds maybe and points. Yeah, you, you, trust, you trust Gordon against Kuzma? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that, those, are, those are some of our, some of our uh, 
kind of what we what we think maybe happens on uh, on Wednesday against Washington. So look up to those on the draft uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the app now to get on the holiday hoop section. Uh, again, Christmas is coming too, so there's going to be a bunch of nice games in prime time. Sign up with the code DMVR. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if you do. So only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, so see show notes for extra details. So. And we are back. Okay, <laughs> next segment, I think our most popular segment based on, on uh, me asking myself which segment I like the most, meeting a mountain lion on the front porch. It is a segment where we speak about what scared us or made us the most pessimistic about. And Voya, I am starting to bore myself. There must be a new phrase to use I haven't so far to describe the size of that mountain lion that represents the Nuggets defense. Maybe ah. the coaching team would benefit. And I we have we had a nice comment about this. Let me find it. Yeah, here it is. So maybe the coaching team would benefit from hiring or promoting from inside a new assistant who has had to prove himself with years of hard work from an unknown guy to a respected professional. I'm not saying there are guys on the coaching team that didn't have to go through all that, but I'm also not, not saying that. We don't know a lot about Ryan Saunders's, you know, role on the coaching stuff, so it might be unfair to blame only him for the defensive struggles of the team. And also this home-heavy stretch might help them jump over some defensive juggernauts like Utah, Portland, Orlando, Charlotte or Washington, as the good guys are currently 27th in the defensive rating according to the cleaning the glass and their list disregard the garbage time minutes, which is, which is why I like it more. So I am not satisfied by being better only you know, than Houston, Detroit and San Antonio, who is, by the way, doing a masterful tanking job they're yeah. almost like at 30 30 you know worst offense worst defense i think their offense is like 28 right now but they'll get to the 30 as well so to describe how bad the nuggets defense is their defensive rating is so bad they would need to be top three in the next 25 games just to climb to top 15 Oh my so god. Oh I'm my not god. speaking about top five anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because we like the just jokes average, on this show. Average, but yeah. come on, come on. There's limit yeah. to everything. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> so I don't know. Do, do do you see a solution outside of me, you know, calling for, for heads to fall? No, I mean well, I don't even know if that would help either. Um I st I still I'm still holding out hope that it's it's not just about they're bad. Like, I think they have personnel. I still maintain they have the personnel to be good. It's just when to turn it on if they – it's hard. I mean, I was watching, you know, the game yesterday, like you said, they turn on when they need to. It's just – that's not their – again, it's just not their – these players, not their DNA. Like, if they know they can score, it's hard to focus on defense if that's not your primary. Like, I love playing defense. Some, some players just, hey, I want to play defense. I don't care about like scoring 120 points um i want to like defend so they don't so they don't score 100 so if that if that's not the you know if that's not in the in the dna of the players on the team 
you're always going to have a situation like yes, you know, like hey, we can we can just score whenever we want. Like it's not let's play one or two defensive possessions and go. Like again, the whole thing is get healthy to the playoffs. Like we you know we've had I talked to Ogustakovic in in the Nugget Serbia podcast. It was basically the same echo. It was like hey, you know we got to be ready. We got to be healthy for the playoffs. And this is how you get ready. Again, like we've talked about, you know, there's a lot of talk about scheme and if Jokic should be in the drop or hedging or whatever because we've seen them play, de- you know, better, sometimes better defense if he uh, if he jumps out on screens and then on the back there's a lot of, you know, good rotations in the back end. But then that also, like, opens up a lot of other problems in a, and then also just waste Jokic's energy in a lot of regular season games that are unnecessary in, in you know, in some respect. Uh, so I would say like it's a lot of still communication. I would I would love talked about the last week. I would love to see people talk more between themselves. Just communicate. With, you know, yesterday against Utah, and they're tough to cover with their five out. But there was a lot of just late rotations. Like, you know, focusing in on what people have done. Like it's still like again so early. Like if there's still issues that we kind of talked in the beginning of the season. How there will be. We kind of predicted what's what's going to happen. That these are new players new guys coming back, like tendencies of different players. You have KCP and Brown that are known for busting through screens. So now it's a little bit of a different, you know, different attitude than when you have Monte or uh, or Will Barton, like how to, you know, if you let them fight over or when to switch or, you know, if you're late switching in the rotations, like it just a little bit of, you know, it takes a bit. Again, it's, it's more, again, with Jokic, offense kind of gets ironed out, like because he's so good. Uh, you know, much quicker than than the defensive end, because you know you have to be on a you have to be on a string, you have to be a single-minded organism to to be on the highest level. So I still think they can do well enough uh, when the time comes. Uh, so I'll be optimistic with that. But yes, it is it is depressing sometimes. As I said, I love watching defense, and it's just sometimes it's annoying to watch. <laughs> And it's depressing. So yeah, clean, yeah, cleaning the glass killed me, man. I I mean, I always thought like, <laughs> yeah, they're like 25th, 26th. But, you know, the difference between the teams is not so great. So, you know, half a point here, half a point there, and you catch up. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, very bad. <laughs> it's like there's like this bottom five, which Nuggets, you know, are part of right now, who are by, by a wide margin towards defenses. Yeah, as you said, there's still hope something will click and and well, again, actually again, they will, they will, they will begin to try more. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's the thing is like I don't at the end of the year like who cares if your if your overall average is fifteenth or third or whatever like you know some someone can be first for you know three quarters of the season and the last quarter of the season they're last and they're still top ten but. It's you know you were playing bad in the worst possible time, so I'd rather them ramp up and, and trend up than be great now and then just drop off. Like a few years, you know, we've seen years before they would start the season really well in the top ten and then just cater, you know, just crater down when it's the least least desirable. So I'd rather them go just slightly up and then at the end, like when the playoffs start, be fifteenth for the last like month or like tenth for the last month. That's good enough sign that they, that they can be in a rhythm then uh, you know averaging on being 25th at, in may like for the whole season doesn't matter if you're if you're in april we're fifth that's the that you know that's what you want to see of course not fifth but like 12th or whatever we whatever yeah. is acceptable for us like i still wanted to be five or or number one but that's that's just yeah you know, <laughs> empty dreams 
I, I think the main reason why most of the analysts use this uh, defensive rating uh, thing as a, as a big deal is the fact that in the last 20, 20 seasons, there was only one uh, situation where a championship team was out of top 10 in defense. And those were like those Shaq and Kobe Lakers at, in one season. So and th- I think that's the, the most uh, uh, important reason why people so much harp on, on the defensive rating. On the other hand, we can agree on if the Nuggets win a championship, that will be a pretty unique kind of championship with a pretty unique yeah. kind of superstar. So having said that, uh, everything, you know, n- nothing goes in a logical order when you speak about Nikola Jokic's team. So yes, exactly. why not? Why not win the championship with a 25th, you know, yeah. best defense? That would be, I mean, he, again, like you said it, like he's so unique and his MVP runs and everything is so unique about him. That would be like one of those, like first time ever, the championship win with a 25th like defense would be, would be also something for his resume to be fun. Yeah, and and, and led by a guy who was a 41st pick. So yeah, that's yeah. That, that makes <laughs> sense. One more thing for the for the negativity for this season. If there's anybody that has missed last night's winner's lounge, go back and watch it. It was a great show all around. But Voya pointed out to me, you know, before I woke up and got to see it, that Davon Reed had a great showing on the show. And when Adam casually mentioned how he feels. Nikola Jokic now is finally well respected in the league. Davon was like, "Well, uh, I don't know, man." And when Adam asked him to expand, he he just refused. He had, he said, "No comment on this." So I'm gonna let you cook on this, Voya. Well, yeah, this, this is the negativity that I was still, I still mad, I was still mad to hear. Also, one of those like weird, like I'm mad, but I'm also not surprised uh, that that it's still a thing and. The fact that after two MVPs that, that players in the league still think he's a fraud is just so, so sad to me that like so many, yes, like, you know, the, the Adam is saying in the comments from the, from is the craziest part of the interview. Like, again, me too. Cause I was, I mean, he had two MVPs, like, you know, there's a lot of these players are coming out and saying, but again, one of those things, like we were so Mislav is on this all the time. Ice Cube guy about like no one's congratulating him online, like even though he's not online. And we're like, well, it doesn't matter. Like he's, you know, everyone knows he's not on. It just seems like still he's not getting the respect. And it's still that's, you know, it could be like so many different, like we can go into like so many different reasons why probably the stigma of the, of the, you know, of the white player, of the unathletic guy, like he's so withdrawn, like he's so, in, you know, enigmatic and mysterious and doesn't, it basically doesn't engage in the frivolities of of outside of the court life of the of an NBA superstar, and it's just I don't know maybe the, yeah, again it's kind of weird that you know Bones and and some of these like you know Jamal Murray like they're getting more respect uh, seems like online than uh, than Jokic is again could be that also is building those relationships like getting people to know you, but as far as re- you know but that's like. Being like, hey, I like him. You know, he's a friend of mine. Like to say, but respect should be earned, like on the court. And that's what pissed me off when I heard that from Devon Reed. Like, not you know, he didn't say he didn't respect him. It was just like he uh, he knows and people know that they still don't respect him around the league. Oh, he seemed, that's he, just, seemed, that's just so... he seemed pissed about it, man. No, no, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, the the, the teammates like Kovjokic are always first. Like you know, you see like Mon, you know, whoever's played with him is like you know. You couldn't respect, can respect him more than they than they do, 
and people down like around the league seems just basically a lot of for me like right now it seems like really petty uh and it's like oh my god I didn't win the mvp or like you know so i'm gonna trash on this other dude and i'm gonna not gonna respect him or whatever the case may be maybe just the optics of getting cooked by a by a guy that looks flabby uh you know just hurts their hurts hurts the player's pride so they don't want to own up that he's good uh and so that that's my thing is just like the as far as fans is also f- interesting i've always had a problem with why people um don't there's a lot of people that don't like Jokic is because the just how it is so, sold here as basketball is you have all these like alien physically alien people that are so athletic and so freakish like Giannis and you know these guys and so when you look from a average person standpoint you're like oh well of course i can't play in the nba like look at him like he he jumps higher than i than i'm tall and and they you know they're so muscular and full of muscles and then do you tell yourself that's why you're not succeeding uh in basketball in the highest level and you see Jokic, and it's like oh he's not that muscular like he's strong but like larry bird style strong and he doesn't jump high like he's not fast like he's quick in motions but not fast fast he's not running you know four three on a 40 yard dash that type of stuff and so basically then you have to accept that you're not good at basketball as as much as you think because everyone wants to believe like oh i'm good at basketball i just can't jump as high or i'm not as tall so that's why i didn't make the pro and Jokic is telling you he's like yeah you're not really as good uh and you could have if you're good you know if you're talented and has that have that you know iq and everything in my in your fingers as much as as much as he does so i think that's also like a lot of just people don't realize that that's why they don't like him. It's just that's the that's my belief. Like why why people are are still re- you know hesitant to like give him this credit because he shows you that it's not just about the athleticism. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing about it is that Jokic does spend a lot of time in the gym. It's not like yeah. in you know lifting weights and everything. It just doesn't show because of his stature or whatever, but he's not like Jimmy Butler waking up at two 30 in the morning to go to the, go to the, to, to the, uh, yeah, but there's, the thing is, yeah, cause he's not, he's not talking, there's not talks about it. There's not interviews about it. I see a comment like that. It's the, it's mainly the media and some fans players respect him. No, that's the point. Devon Reed's comment was that players don't respect him. Not that, yeah, not exactly. that the fans and media media gave him the MVP twice. That's not the problem. It's what when they when Adam said, "Well, he's getting respect around the league," and Deonari's like, eh, "I don't know," and yeah. he's you know no comment basically. Like, one so that's the point. That's why we're talking about this. If it was just the fans, that wouldn't matter. But it's the still the players are still you know still late on the on the bandwagon. So that's that's my point. That's why my it's my negativity of the week. Media is so much smarter than it used to be because it was it is now so well spread out. You know, mm-hmm. different kind of new 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 uh, technologies and and stuff. And players are still players, and I get it. I mean, when you know that guy you play every week on your pickup, uh, uh, you know, uh, pickup um, whatever uh, termin. <laughs> uh, oh, the pickup game. Yeah, yeah. You you hate that guy. Because you know he's better than you, but on the other hand, you're giving your best. You're doing whatever you you're supposed to do to beat him, and you still cannot do it. I kind of get it. It's just so funny to me when you have all of these guys earning hundreds of millions of dollars to still be 
as petty. I guess it's just in the human nature, and they cannot do anything about it. I I don't think it it has it doesn't have a lot to, to do with him being foreign foreign or being white or with being whatever. I think it's more of like like f you man like like put the, the exact same effort like I do and then beat me and I won't be mad about it. I don't know. It's it it really feels like I, I'm I'm pretty sure that. No, Luca is is a big uh, media darling, b- bigger than than Jokic. But I I I could also see him not being as as uh, accepted, just like Jokic. Also because he 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 eats a lot of uh, you know stuff he probably shouldn't. So yeah, yeah. that's why he's he's a bit chubby, even yeah. now as an MVP. Okay. Let's uh, now make our final break, and we'll return with some more seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Miroslav Conundrum in Comic Sans. <laughs> this is this is one of our more uh, steady uh, segments uh, this season. So December 15 is around the corner. And the unofficial start to trade season is actually in three days. So the Nuggets obviously have defensive problems and the rotation might need another guy to fix it a bit. I have some names in my mind, nothing sexy. Don't expect me to propose Yanis or Luca to the Nuggets while being sober. These will be the guys that should probably be available soon. And I'm going to list them from some pretty wild ones until we get to some probably more logical. So, are you ready? Yes, I am. I'm first ready to name, sorry. first name for today, and I'm sorry to everybody. Faku Kampat. <laughs> so this guy is still a free agent. He hasn't found a new home in Europe, uh, uh, at least until the, the start of. I love that you uh, also accidentally put him in red and white on the on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is, there is words that he could actually uh, become a red star player in Belgrade. I don't think that's true, no, but I mean, uh, <laughs> but it's probably a good good um, uh, maneuver by his agent. Okay, so I guess we both agree Faku is not the answer right now. We both love Faku, but he is not. The I, well, I want to see him. I, I got Euroleague TV for for this month to watch Red Star mm-hmm. in. It's awesome as a software. It's awesome, better than League Pass. And I want to see him in Europe, man. Europe's fun, and he's he's he'll be like great. Uh, and so I'd rather see him play there for twenty minutes than twenty five minutes than sit on the bench in in the NBA. So that's yeah. He's gonna crush it for sure. There is no there is no uh, question. <laughs> yeah, let's about move that. on. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Guy number two, Alec Burks. Okay. So what the hell is he still doing in Detroit? He Same has scored. Uh, yeah, he has scored. Yeah, I don't think Boyan. His contract is too too big, so this is why I didn't mention yeah, him yeah. on this list. But he has scored a lot of points over there, 
like 14 points in only 20 minutes per game, which is insane. 37, 38% from the three-point line. He has a team option for next season, which is nice. You can cut him if you don't like him or you can keep him for another year on a pretty low contract. It, I mean, it's not a low contract. It's a $10 million contract per year. So Nuggets would have to get rid of both Jeff and Ish to get Oof, close yeah. to that. I'm not sure how much uh, yeah, either I of us would, they, would yeah, like that. They want that. It's like, again, it's one of those, if you trust Vladko at the four, maybe. But yeah. that's the point. That's the problem, yeah. Yeah, so we are getting a bit sexier. Okay, All right. guy number three for, for today, Andre Drummond. So he is rebounding the shit out of the ball, yes. eight rebounds <laughs> in only 14 minutes per game. He is on a two-year $3.2 million contract, and he would be, let's face it, a big upgrade over DJ. So crazy. I am guessing DJ plus a second, you know, second round... Again, I can't believe we're gonna blow another. Like that's the problem. Is like again, we blew two second rounders on McGee and not play him, and then now like it's an option of blowing another second yeah, sure. rounder for Drummond. Also, I have a, I have another like irksome thing. Under Drummond got two spots on the top ten last night, and Jokic's pass to KCP with the tip in, slapped the ball like didn't even get a top ten. It's so so stupid. I'm so annoyed. Yeah, maybe maybe a former player is is making those lists now. So this yeah. is why he, he appreciated Drummond more than Jokic. <laughs> okay, next guy. So I I also agree. If you waste another couple of two second round picks and then Malone doesn't play him, that would be pretty painful. Yeah, no, yeah. Number four for today, Goran Dragic. So there is no reason for Bulls to not to blow it right yeah, now. Uh, Goran is not in their future plans anyway. So why not add another good ball handler to the squad? I will, I He's also Nicolas' yeah. friend. He is on a minimum. So one of our minimum guys plus a second rounder should be enough. To hear bones but, together, like oh man, this is so fun. I I would I don't know I I don't know what rotation would look like. All that defense, whatever. Just he and bones together as as two ball handlers in that unit, and then you can mix and match with Murray on you know a few minutes a game without Jokic on the floor. Like just, I love I love that guy. Like it's also this is our also bias of he's our guy. Like coming coming through. Nicholas friend. So this is the thing. I I have an angle here. So this is a <laughs> surefire thing. It only needs one thing to happen. So Nikola Jokic should personally call uh, Arturas Karnishovas and tell and him, man, and get fined. Less, listen, man. So you owe me everything. <laughs> you have that job because of me. <laughs> so do me a solid. Send Goran here. We'll send you a couple of you know second rounders and and let's let's just to be to be fair. Also, Jokic chose Karnishovas because he brought him brought him in here. <laughs> true, true, true. It goes both ways, but. I guess yeah. this is not as uh, as crazy as the other ones. Okay, number five, and this is a pretty popular pick, Jakob Poeltl. Let's go. So yeah, yeah. he is a backup, great backup center position. Uh, that'll, the that'll be the Plumley move, like the, the old Plumley move when you get a really, basically a starter as your backup. Again, again, Jeff and Ish would both need to go in this deal, and hopefully DJ, so, yeah. you know, we... we we clear the the space yeah. for the for the center position because he has a that. nine million dollar contract. Problem is, he is the un, unrestricted yeah. free agent yeah. next summer. So, yeah. 
I don't think he would stick because he. I think he wants to be a starter. So I mean, he's the, again, like he's pretty decent too. Like it's not. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. He is a good rebounder, pretty good rim protector, good, uh, good, good assist. So yeah, what more do you want from your center these days? Okay, number six. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy yeah, Butler. We saw, yeah, we saw another comment there about yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. We, yeah, we saw it in the comments, and it this would be an all-in move. So got to trade one of your max guys, and I'm probably you know not talking about Jokic. Or Murray. if the heat, if yeah, <laughs> if the heat blows it up, or Jimmy just plain and simple requests a trade, he might be our guy. So would you be scared about his age and his no, you know injury no. proneness? I don't. That's the thing is with him is like he's not. He's he shouldn't be. He's not going to be uh, the first guy on this team. Like that's the like you just add like a bucket. <laughs> uh, I would. I would. I would love to see him, especially if it's like if Miami. I mean, there's no way. Uh, but let's say hypothetically, Miami blows it up. We're playing 2K, and they're like, okay, we'll take MPJ as a project, and then we'll we'll give you Jimmy buckets, and obviously we get something else with MPJ. I would. I wouldn't want to be like, hey, let's. You package bones and MPJ and some in picks, and then get like that'd be a little too much because then you just left with the bare bench. But him and that, you know, like next to at that small forward next to Gordon and Jokic and KCP and Jamal, like that's just I'm salivating, like thinking about it for playoffs too. Like, this is the thing you are not, you are not getting Jimmy from, from Pat Riley for my, yeah, exactly, Moore. exactly. There's yeah. no way so. Let's make a case for, for Jamal, who we love both. Hell no, I'm so, not doing that. No, no, no. But this is the thing. Jimmy is an all-star. And in the playoffs, he is even better than that. On the other side, Jamal is not an all-star, but we know how good he can be in the playoffs. So with, know, with Jamal also being like, for age like and, eight years younger and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but thing. it kind of counts for age and, and just... You know, we never know with his injuries as well. Like, you know, yes, playoffs he kicks in, but I don't know. I, not for not for Jamal, honestly, right now. And yeah. that's maybe so, too subjective, but it is yeah. what it is. The reason why I mentioned Jimmy here is the fact that Nuggets fans should give up the idea that we can get Jimmy for MPJ. For, that's yeah. that's that's the thing I want to yeah. I want to point out here. Okay, so we also last don't have guy. A lot of first guy, first round picks either to trade. Like, yeah, no. Last guy for, for, for today, and he's the best guy on the list, of course, Nasrid. So, oh God, you know, you know how much Nasrid. I love this guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, he's on a minimum and probably won't be expected, crazy. expensive to get since he is an unrestricted agent next summer. So, that would be a rental almost for certain. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if he's real bad on the Nuggets, maybe he would come back for, for a, or a low salary, but I don't know why. Why would Nuggets do that? So Nazrid, I know Adam doesn't like Nazrid. You know, he he always says that he's only a, like a pick and pop guy, not more than that. But I don't know, man. I I've been very impressed several times when he was playing against. Yeah, Nuggets. it would be really fun to to get him on the team and watch him sit on the bench for for the fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what if he, he could become, you know, like a manimal with a with a three point no, shot? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I rather like you didn't put. I want. I want Kelly Linick on this team. That's my guy. That's my Gonzaga dude. 
he yes. probably I don't know how expensive he is, but that's man is a is some kind of like versatile center thing. Like I, would, I want him. Yeah, Kelly Alinik. I I'm afraid Kelly Alinik would be would be too expensive. Yeah. For yeah. for this, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe Calvin Butch has something in the store. To to we also seen the one of the comments was about Bogdan Bogdanovic. Would he be a good fit? He too would expensive. be a good fit, and no, no, he is expensive. But if you combine him with another, uh, with another guy on that team, there is a viable trade out there. Well, again, but... if they want to take MPJ, like that's always the that's always the thing. Now, it's kind of sucks because we have to always talk about that. Just like because I hate trades, you know that I hate like yeah, even like especially like I, I don't like when we see a lot of comments that are just like, oh, I should just get like Markinen as a backup or like. Vucevic is a back. I'm like, we have to be realistic. Like, it's, this is not 2K. We're not. They're not going to listen to what you know, what the video game says. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm going to get all these guys, and they're all going to be on the bench, and they're all marginal all all stars are going to be backups. Like, that's not how it works. So, one of the reasons we do this, these exercises is just to see the scale of like, hey, if you want Jimmy Butler, like, it's not that easy. Just be like, hey, we'll give you the one that we know it's not great right now that he's injured and costs like 40 million and you give us back the guy that's great in the playoffs and has been in the finals like trades are trades yeah. are tough and fans are rarely super happy about them well also objective I mean, too when they when they can because you know, i was gonna uh, so when you said portal right so we were doing like serbia last week and one of one of the co-hosts um he is he asked me like hey what would you would you do like a yako portal and Doug McDermott for MPJ uh, because right now MPJ is hurt and he's basically a project and he's a max max contract guy and San Antonio can't pick up, I think, extra money. And I was like, I had to think about it for a second because like you solve a bunch of bunch of things with that. And for one it, season, for for one season. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's that. That would be like if you wanted to, if you think that's the missing piece, like that's your like last move. Uh, or like that you can keep him, I and there's like a situation there. But that's it, that's you know that's what I'm saying. Like those are the you know those are kind of the realistic moves you you can make. It's not as like again we've I've seen like on, on one of my recaps of the game, I've seen a comment on Facebook basically like just like again playing video games. Like oh bring this person. Like yeah sure well, let's bring Kevin Durant when Nets wave him in the middle of a season so he signs for a minimum deal. Like, you know, just stuff like that. You're like, it's not going to happen. Like, so that does happen even in in NBA 2K unless you're cheating. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like to cheat in NBA 2K. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Okay. So before we let you enjoy this Sunday, uh I bet you thought I would mess up the day. So please, I almost did. Please consider subscribing to the DNVR Sports YouTube channel and giving a thumbs up on the YouTube video or give a five-star review for the DNVR Nuggets podcast on iTunes. It will help the channel grow even further. Be on the lookout for us making an occasional DraftKings sportsbook lock of the game on Twitter. We want to help you earn a lot of money with our impeccable takes. Last week... In that Pelicans game, I've so got close, right it, yeah. got it right on Jokic over points, rebounds, and assists, and also over on AJ's points. But I've let you down, telling you to bet on Jamal's over on the assists that he has missed by one. So uh, I I wanted to make a joke about not not gambling on Jamal, you know, because of his inconsistency. But 
I am betting on Jamal. I'm just not using your or my money to do it <laughs> while betting. <laughs> so for all the true fanatics that stuck with us all the way to this sentence, thank you for being awesome and go Nuggets. Idemo Nuggets. <laughs>